Hi, I'm Adam Payne, the host of the Keeping It Business podcast. I'm a multiple small business owner, business mentor and growth coach. And if you'd like to know more on how to build a stronger, more profitable business, then please visit www.adampayne.me. I have the lovely Harry Mansfield from the Awareness Key with us. Uh, I'll, I'll let Harry introduce herself. Uh, so Harry, over to you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here, Adam. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, so yes, my name is Harry Ransfield and I'm a mental strength coach. So I teach you how to power up your mind before it powers you down. Um, the idea behind Adam and I connecting is that there is so much that your business can benefit from when you are mentally strong. Um, people talk about the business pl- blueprint and what makes a successful business. But I absolutely hand on heart believe that mental strength is actually what gets you results in the business place. And that's how Adam and I have ended up talking, collaborating, um, and I'm passionate about putting in proactive things in place for you and your business and your staff so that you can prevent mental health problems. You can um, increase your productivity by up to 12%. Your clarity, your focus... Um, is so much better, and your mind doesn't stop you in the workplace. So um, back to you, Adam. Thank you for having me here. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, I've known Harry a little while now, and we have uh, we do have uh, a lot in common around the things, as, as Harry has said. And one of the things that we, that, that, again, it's Mental Health Awareness Week, I think, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're doing it on, on the back of that as well, is that entrepreneurship business, 80%, 90% of it is is up here, mindset. Uh, and there are little things that we can do in helping our productivity, time management, but also our overwhelm and anxiety and stress. And that's what we're going to cover here uh, as we go through that. So um, uh, it could be about, you know, new way growth. I think most people that uh, connect with me know what I do around the business mental and digital marketing and all the manufacturing stuff. So I'm going to go through some slides, and this is just purely for guiding me uh, on this um, and then Harry's uh, going to uh, join in and collaborate with that uh, so I'm going to share my screen hopefully he says so we're going to go through context switching raising your game clarity and focus and and then if anybody's got any questions but by all means comment and uh, and put in the comments on uh, on LinkedIn because uh, we can see them uh, as they pop up and we can answer as they pop up. So context switching. So this is me. This is when I first started off. Um, so I was concentrating on that one thing and then I would have a notification. I'd have a uh, something happen on my mobile phone. I'd pick that up. I'd then go to Twitter. I'd then go to Facebook, into LinkedIn, I'd then look at emails, I'd answer emails, I'd then go on to the news, I'd then probably go and have a look at Sky Sports. And this all took me away from the one thing I was uh, I was meant to be doing. Now, the other side of this is, is that within all those platforms that I've gone to there, I could lose probably on average two to three hours per day. And this is the context switching or part of the context switching side. Um, so what is context switching? It's to switch to something new. Uh, it takes time to reinvest your attention. Um, so switching from one uh, notification or one project into a notification and back again, uh, re- it takes time to reinvest 
um, and therefore we lose time. So there was some statistics done a long time ago. I think it was by Gerald. I can't remember his name now. Um, who was doing looking at it in software engineering and projects, and why projects were taking so long? Sometimes four hundred percent longer than they should have done. Um, and he got into this uh, statistical analysis. So we've got simultaneous projects. Uh, we've got percent time for the project, so the percent time we can uh, spend on the project, and then we have this lost time from context switching. So this is where we say, well, everybody says multitasking uh, is efficient. No, it is not. It is absolutely one of the worst things going. So if you've got one project, as you can imagine, we can spend 100% of the time on it, so therefore we've got no lost time. If we now introduce a second, that now goes down to 40% per project because we lose 20% in switching, this context switching from one project to another all the time. So if you're doing this throughout the day, you know, between two projects, you are going to lose 20% of your time and it increases again. So if you had a third project in, you're now down to 20% project, we've lost 40% and we roll up like that. So if you are working on five simultaneous projects, blog posts, got to do my financials, I've got to do a video, I've got to do this, that, and you're switching between those, you are going to lose 60, 80% of your time um, within context switching, factual statistics. Uh, so again, is, is if we took a, uh, our, our hours of work, let's say we're doing six hours a day, we're doing uh, 20 days a month, we've got three projects on the go, so we're using a 40, we've, uh, we've got a 40% context switch loss, means we lose 48 hours a month in context switching. So just bear that in mind. And then what does that problem give is we then start saying, shit, we're meant to get all this stuff out and I ain't done it. Uh, because we've lost this time and we've, you know, with notifications, with social media, go to the news, LinkedIn, this, that, and the other, what I was doing, losing time. And therefore I wasn't getting stuff done. So the context switching and attention residue, why does multitasking cause a lot of speed, action and wisdom? Now there is a little test you can do on this. And that is for all those that are listening or wanted to listen is if you draw a line, a horizontal line, I don't know, you know, four inches, hundred millimeters long, and along the top, you want to write multitasking is a thief. And then underneath that, you want to write the numbers from 1 to 21, okay? So in the first time you do this, get your mobile phone and get the stopwatch. And you're going to write multitasking is a thief across the top line and then 1 to 21 sequentially under, under the bottom line and do that first. So multitasking is a thief and then 1 to 21 uh, second uh, underneath that and time it. On your second go, what I then want you to try and do, and you can test this at home, wherever you are in the office, I want you to write the first letter M and then the number one underneath and then go U on the top and then the two. So you're doing the top line and the bottom line. So you've added in this multitask. And so, so try that. It's a, it's a great example of, of why multitasking <laughs> causes loss of speed, accuracy and wisdom because it takes some doing. What you will find is quality will go, you'll feel stressed and it will take longer or should take longer. Um, so again, it's this attention residue of switching uh, and switching. Um, our deliberate system is actually rapidly switching our attention between each activity and that's what's happening. So why is it so hard to do my work? Well, if attention residue, when you switch from task A to task B, your attention doesn't immediately follow. 
So if I'm sitting, not saying this is me, but if I'm sitting there in my office, I'm happily working away on a report and somebody comes in and asks about such and such chart, you start thinking about that chart. You've now just done a context switch. So you're now switching from one project to another and it will take time then for when you've focused in on that person and that chart to then go back to your report. Um, so you will lose time and these amount up now microsoft did a did a, a analysis on this and employ uh, on their employees and found that after they were interrupted by an email it took them 15 minutes to fully <laughs> regain their train of thought so imagine how many times you're doing that from a um, a contact switch point of view again with social media um, and any distraction and any notification so this is sort of what we're called with the contact switching and the lost time side big big thing so as here, we've got a primary work, we get a notification, we get a distraction, we switch, and then we switch back to the primary work again. So we've got two switches and two reorientations. That's where the time is lost. Hence why projects started to overrun that Gerald is finding, is that the projects were all tasked in, and then people go back into their work, do their actions, and we start to... Um, back to the beginning, you know, we, we started uh, getting the uh, extended lead times on uh, implementation. So, you know, again, multitasking, not good. Anything you want to add here at all, uh, Harry? Is, or do you want I love to it. I absolutely love it. Um, and basically, the reason why this happens is because of the way our mind works. So, Years ago, when I first started doing this work, I used to say um, that the mind changes really, really quickly at the flick of a light switch. But the reason why I don't say that now is because it doesn't actually get across to people how much information the mind is taking in. So what I say now is that the mind changes five times per second. So if you're thinking about the mind changing five times per second, it's taking information in five times per second. Now, if you think of life uh, a few hundred years ago, what went on in life was much more simple and there was less information out there around us. So now, to date, we are still in the same situation where our mind is changing five times per second but the information we are taking on board is hugely increased. So if you are then trying to multitask on top of that, this is where the context switching just goes completely awry. And I love that exercise for anyone who was hesitating on whether to do that exercise with writing above the line and below the line that Adam was just talking about. It is an absolutely beautiful example of how our mind goes awry. And when you are training yourself to be mentally strong, yes, we are talking about, as you did in the introduction, about Mental Health Awareness Week, which is key. But actually, we're talking about our day-to-day -day life, you in the workplace, you running a business, whether you're an SME, whether you're a much bigger company, whatever trade it is, if you and your staff are mentally strong and know how to manage these natural instincts that are there from our mind and society around us, you are then actually in a much, much more productive rate. And, you know, your chart just shows it beautifully with the amount of 
um, time uh, lost, uh, the minutes, the percentage of work, everything. So I love that example. Um, and hopefully that explains why um, it happens and why people need to, to learn how to manage it, basically. Yeah, absolutely. So you just, and again, this is where, coming where Harry was saying about the, te the, the time, you know, we can get 25 to 100% time increase. In fact, you know, in the stats from what was done originally years back, I think it was over and above that 400%, I think some of the, uh, the uh, um, research had, had said. Um, so, you know, we're unable to uh, fully focus on two tasks simultaneously and we have to keep switching between them and, it, and that's not what you want. And when I, talk, when I say about this, this is cognitive work, so real good hard work. You know, you, you, there's, there's no problem in actually, you know, probably having the phone up to your shoulder whilst you're doing the ironing or something like that. You know, that's that's not... You do the ironing? God, yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. So it's that, that, it's that heavy cognitive work. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't do the ironing either. <laughs> there you go. So... As entrepreneurs and as business people, we're rewarded when we get something out into the hands of our customers, clients, and students. Um, you know, whatever business that we're doing, whatever we're doing from a product service point of view. So the focus, we want to be efficient and effective on what we're focusing on. And these are some of the little tools that I've used uh, for a, a long while now, you know, within manufacturing and engineering as an engineer, but also now in the business uh, mentoring side. And some of you may have heard of, some of you might not have. Um, the first one that we go, you know, without skipping, is around gaining clarity and, and focus, which is what we want. First exercise really is just writing all your actions down um, and just list them down. Uh, you don't need to number them at the minute, but just list all of them, get all of them down, get them out of your head. Then we can apply the Eisenhower matrix or the important urgent urgent important matrix so we can then score each one of these actions and say where do they lie how urgent is it against how important is it if it's in the top left quadrant we do these tasks now if it's the top right quadrant we plan it in if it's the bottom left we delegate it if it's on the bottom right we bin it and get rid of it and be quite strict on this so the urgent uh, versus important, however you want to say it, Eisenhower matrix is a cracking way to prioritize your tasks and also get rid of the shit you don't want as well because there is shit in there and you do need to get rid of it. Um, Ari, I don't know whether you want to add anything here, in here at all around the clarity and focus side. Yeah, I think the key word, as in my company name, is awareness because if you're aware of the situation, you then know how to deal with it. So... Um, with regards to the mental strength side, it's exactly the same. You have to be aware of what is going on in your mind in order for you to be able to move forward to the next stage. And then if you're aware of, um, with regards to mental strength, you know, what emotion you're feeling, what thought is happening in your mind, you are then able to put into action the correct way forward. I talk of something um, called ETA, uh, not estimated time of arrival, as obviously it is in the business world, but E for emotion, T for thought, A for action. And this ties in with your gaining clarity and focus because the E for emotion, it is what it is. You know, that list of stuff you've got to do in the day, it is what it is. You know, you are employed, you are expected to do that and you have to suck it up and get on with it. Otherwise, you go and get another job. Um, so you have to accept that bit. You have to be aware of it. 
but it's the T, it's the thought that actually is the next bit that you put into place so that the huge list of jobs doesn't turn into anxiousness, doesn't turn into worry. And then the A is the action that you actually are getting on because your mind is clear and focused. So yeah, another great example, Adam. Thank you. Brilliant. So again, um, looking at uh, some of these, we have this applied into my email inbox. So I have in, in my inbox folder, it is plan, uh, I have action, plan, delegate, eliminate in there. I also have reading material because I'm subscribed to a load of, uh, of um, different uh, um, things within business and digital marketing and all, and all manner of stuff. So uh, I save them, the ones that I want to save, they go into that reading material folder. And then LinkedIn connections as well, as LinkedIn connection comes through, I like to drop them in there. So again, every morning, what I first do is go into my inbox and the, the emails that are there that are new, I then categorize based on the Eisenhower matrix. And I do the ones that need to and come back to the ones that are about half past 12 in the uh, middle of the day and do the ones that I need to plan in next. Um, so the first one's done, get that out of the way so it's not playing on my mind. Then I go into doing other stuff. So then I come back. Uh, to these uh, from an inbox point of view. So that's just another way of using the eyes and our matrix. I'm not saying everybody, it might not suit everybody, but I do that. It does suit me. I, I hope that my emails go into the action box, Adam. You know, I would be very hurt if they don't. <laughs> yeah, always hurry, always. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one is, and every, I would have assume, and I shouldn't really assume, but uh, most people have heard of the 80-20 rule. So 20% of the effort will deliver 80% of the rules. And again, this is another fantastic technique. And you can do this across most things within business. So if we've got our list that we've just done and, you know, we've got 15 actions down there, there will be three that will deliver 80% of what you need, 80% of the results. So dig deep and find those three and prioritize those three. Because if you hit those three, you've now got an 80% um, result from that. Um, so, yeah, 80-20 rule. Statistically proven, uh, Pareto's uh, law, you really uh, – I can't stress this enough for me. This is, you know, this has come with me through manufacturing engineering the whole lot for, for a number of years. 80-20 rule is uh, very under, underestimated, underutilized, and it is a cracking uh, cracking tool um i don't know whether you do you use it harry 820 i don't think i use it that much because i as i say i was i work on the on the mm. eta um but it's the same idea isn't it you know the, the, you know your mental strength your mind power um is key in the world of business in the world workplace and you have to produce decent work to a high level to be there to survive um and this is so applicable yeah absolutely so 80-20 rule. So again, all these ones are uh, just to help things in time management, productivity, getting yourself sorted, taking away some of the anxiety and stress. One of the biggest ones for me that I use and was a, for me was an absolute game changer was getting into time blocking. So you can see here I've got Monday to Sunday. I don't prescribe to these normal days of working. Uh, family stuff goes in first and then I build around it other than where I'm actually working physically working other things go around it and then you can see here on the left hand side I've uh, got a number of projects uh, what I will do is pen in 
where I physically can't do anything. So family time and, and work goes in first. And then I put in hour by hour what I'm going to be working on. So you can see here, first thing in the morning, I'm going to do my emails, do the eyes an hour. Then I'll do my social media, uh, make just check on social media and do LinkedIn connections uh, for 45 minutes or so. And then I hit a project. So if I've got free, uh, free time, so I'll be working on blog posts. So you can see there that they are number, categorized by A, B, C, D, or however. So I will work on project A, and I will solely work on project A, and all uh, notifications, emails, everything are turned off. So I don't get any distractions. That is what I'm working on. Um, now, I do have breaks between that, you know, to go and get, get five minutes and ten minutes downtime to grab a cup of coffee, just come away, because you don't want to be... No, fully on there. You've got to think around, uh, you know, re-energizing on that side. And then, you know, I build the whole week up. And that's how I operate. You know, and I do work, though it's not pending it, I do work Saturday and Sunday because I put my family time in first. And then if that means me working on a Saturday and Sunday, I'll work on a Saturday and Sunday to claim that, uh, to claw that back. Uh, but time blocking is a big, uh, big game changer for me uh, around that. Anything to add, Harry? Yeah, and I think actually with the last delightful year of the pandemic and lockdown, with people working online more, I've seen a huge increase in um, calendar booking systems um, for whether it's booking a one-to-one or a client meeting, whatever. And I think this is a perfect example of that. You have to manage what is accessible on that calendar booking system so that other people don't interfere with your time blocking. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with that. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, going off now. The other one that I do, which is coming into this, is that I am very, most people know, Harry definitely knows, that I am very, very structured on my strategy and, and again, the, the things I do. So, you know, the, the top right photo here is my 90-day uh, plan based out in weeks uh, with the hours that I need to do to complete that task whilst also doing the day job. And then that goes down into a journal where you can see uh, the bottom right has got my uh, time blocking in there, the, the top actions I need to do at the top left side of the, the A4, the time blocking, future ideas, some standard work, and then all the trivial stuff, the little actions that do come up and do crop up are on the, the right-hand side and just get planned in as and when. Um, so journaling is another way of, of helping you sort of like get the thoughts and get some of the, the emotion and some of the stress and anxieties away. Um, as well as you know, keeping track of future ideas and things like that. So uh, I'm a big advocate of, of journaling, and I hand these out in my programs and uh, yeah. uh, for people to use because they they are of use. Don't get me wrong; some people don't like them, some people don't use them. It's just you know your own personal taste. I find them absolutely superb. Yeah. Don't whether you want to add anything, Harry. There. Yeah, well, I think that the key thing is to remember that the mind is exactly the same as any other part of your body you have to train it. You're not going to get physically strong unless you actually um, train. And the mind is exactly the same. And the mind will naturally focus on a challenge. So you have to keep highlighting the successes and making a point of uh, whether you do it visually through visualization or through a list, it doesn't matter. Keep focusing on what you have achieved. And actually one very, very easy ratio that I always use going back to my sports coaching day days is um, three positives to one challenge because my sports coaching comes from uh, being a riding teacher and also a rugby coach 
And when you fall off or you miss tackle, it hurts. But if I go in straight away and say, you know, from a critical point of view, why, why it was wrong, the mind is automatically and my client is automatically going to be shutting down. But if I can keep the doors open, the conversation going and focus on the positives that were there. OK, yes, it did go wrong. But focusing on the positives and the successes you've got here with the planners is a way of training your mind to keep positive. Therefore, it will keep motivated and you will get the right results. Yeah, and I do keep these journals and I I like to keep them because when at a certain point, so every quarter, I will pick up and go back through what I've actually completed yeah. and how I've done against it and have I missed anything, what future ideas, so then it can be planned in. Uh, and it's a great a great way, particularly if you don't feel as though you've achieved anything, when you go back and look and you, you see what you have achieved. Yeah, it's a pleasant surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any more left on this. No, there isn't, so I'll end the uh stream on that um so yeah it is um you know mental health awareness week um harry um is a massive advocate of this as you know as you can understand with the awareness key her sole focus is on preventative um mm -hmm. as well as with some of the mixed uh, training that she does do with the, within the mental health side mm -hmm. uh, i did put an earlier post on um the spheres of influence, which is another little great exercise, uh, you know, you can do uh, to help control some anxieties. But it's similar to, you know, what we've talked about here. Anything to add, um, Harry? Yeah, well, I think that when people sort of find out that I'm a mental strength coach, they like look at me, and go, "What? What the hell is that?" And in my opinion, mental strength is the foundation for everything that we do. And when you are in the world of business, you are expected to re produce results. That's the whole idea behind it, whether you look at it from um, a growth perspective, whether you look at it from a profitability perspective, it doesn't matter. You are expected to do results. And one of the ways I teach these skills is through sport. And if you think of a sportsman, how focused their mind has to be um, and how strong it has to be and resilient when they haven't got the results that they want, they've lost the match. Um, and they've had to pick up the pieces because they've still got to, you know, get up and play the match again next, um, a new match next time. And all these things relate to the business world. Um, conversations, boundaries, um, training your mind is part of the business world. And any growth, uh, whatever background you come from, whether it's a creative business, a manufacturing business, um, it doesn't matter. It is all to do with mental strength. And actually, when your team learn about that, in fact, actually, you're automatically preventing mental health problems because you are giving your your skills, albeit from a business perspective and a business angle, you're actually teaching your staff to be mentally strong and then they're not off work later. Um, so it actually, it, you're achieving two things, um, which is fantastic. But uh, mental strength is, as I say, the foundation for everything to do that we do. And in the business world, yeah, um, it's absolutely massive when you've learned those skills. So thank you for the opportunity of uh, getting that across on, on this week of Mental Health Awareness Week. Yeah. Now, the other side of it is, you know, because uh, Harry does have the awareness key. Where can, what website? Is it www.theawarenesskey.co.uk? Yeah. And we've got a number of different ways of working with people. Obviously, with the business, business side that we've spoken of here, we put together mental strength packages for uh, the workplace, but also within schools and also families. Um, and I think one of the key things to remember is that um, 
mental strength comes from thinking about mental health in a different way. It's a really, really positive thing. I love it. It is such a fantastic thing to have. Um, and actually, uh, if you can have that amongst your team, um, it will produce the results for you in your business. Um, the Mental Health for First Aid Certificate, which is currently in place, and let's face it, you know, thank goodness for it because it's needed. If you're flagged up on that as an employee, it is already too late and your member of staff has to have time off work, which is going to cause a problem, uh, not only with them not being there and not producing the work that you need, but it affects your home whole team and the whole structure um, within your workplace. Um, but if you have a training course that is proactive and actually makes your staff aware of how your team are working and how they can be mentally strong, that will actually help prevent the mental health problems that people have inevitably had from this past pandemic. Um, and to manage the other life's curveballs, you know, if somebody actually comes into, into work with a personal problem, they need to be mentally strong to manage that so that when they're in uh, working for you, they actually don't bring that into the workplace. So mental strength is, 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 is across the board, you know, home life and work life. But, but actually learning it um, improves the business world and the business blueprint tenfold. Yeah, absolutely. And Harry, I, you know, I can't recommend Harry highly enough on this. Uh, I've seen a... Uh, deliver clubhouse uh, talks uh, on big days and uh, uh, we've been in networking for a long while and, and our, our, our Friday night crew community thing that we've been doing a long time so from a business perspective and any businesses out there looking for you know even the corporate training uh, and corporate events um, Harry as a fantastic facility uh, I don't know whether you want to explain all around what the facility you have there so yeah, so, so I'm based in, in Sussex in the South Downs National Park. So if people come for a corporate training day, an activity day, um, an event, um, there's an outdoor centre here, which is um, about 10 acres inside. Um, we've got stunning views of the South Downs and it's divided into three zones. We divide it into sports, into animals, into nature. And the reason why we do that is everybody learns in a different way. Every single team member within your workplace works differently. And if you can teach the way that they work, they will actually take on board what you're trying to teach them so much better and enjoy it, you know, don't, don't make it hard. Um, so one, one minute you can quite literally be throwing a ball into a basket net, the next minute you could be stroking a horse and the next minute you could be sitting around a fire pit. Um, so it's a fantastic place to be. Um, and then I take those skills uh, to the workplace. And now that we're coming out of the pandemic, we are finally booking seminars back in, which is just such fun. I'm so, so pleased to say as everyone is to be getting out there again. So we can bring those uh, skills to your venue. Um, our uh, mind power proficiency techniques are transferable. And then, as I say, the training course, which is proactive to stand alone or alongside the um, mental health for first aid. So we do it in lots of different ways. Um, and uh, it is just so brilliant to be working in an industry which is so beneficial to everybody in every walk of life, uh, whatever business they work in. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I do recommend uh, linking in with Harry as well uh, on LinkedIn uh, if you're not connected. Yeah, we've got a free, free discovery call. Have a chat. Um, you never know what will come from it. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that, uh, you know, 
we had this conversation like a while back, I think it was, and you've only got to think around it is, you know, if you raise morale and, you know, you get some of this stuff, uh, the, the mental health and mental strength uh, in place, you know, people fired up and wanting to come to work, you can see why that you will get a 12, probably 12, 15% increase in yeah. productivity. Because if you're getting people and employees thinking, shit, I've got to get there from work today. <laughs> How's the work going to yeah. go? Whereas if you've yeah. got very, very motivated employees that yeah. are very, very mentally strong, bang, that's it. You're a win-win uh, on that from my side. It's in very simple terms. You know, the mornings where you jump out of bed, that day you're going to be more productive and it's going to go well. Um, and the day you perhaps have a hangover or you've been working too hard or curveballs come your way, you know, you're not going to be working on top form and your clarity and your focus is gone and your productivity is less and the list goes on. So yeah, mental strength and learning the skills is huge. And your tagline, what is it? Oh, powering up your mind before it powers you down. And actually, we've been described recently as the ultimate vaccine to prevent mental health problems. And so, yeah, I was dancing around the room with that. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> super. Well, thank you very much, Harry. As I say, thank you. this has been us uh, just uh, coming together collaboratively, doing some stuff because they are so linked. So yeah. and, and why not make the best of best of life and best of your working environment and the best of your productivity and everything that's why we're all in business so go for it absolutely absolutely and this is also part of mental health week uh, yeah. so have a great week and uh, and uh, thank you very much for joining us thank you Thanks for tuning in and remember, success is not final, failure is not fatal, it's the courage to continue that counts.